in audio form, but you don't have to take my word for it. There's a veritable reading rainbow of titles to choose from. Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, and Hank Green, to name just a few. But wait, there's more! You can get thousands of Penguin Random House audiobooks on the audiobook platform you already use. Audible, Barnes & Noble, or Penguin.com. Visit PenguinRandomHouseAudio.com slash Two Girls One Podcast to browse their selection. And now here are the Potterheads who always ask for Potter more. Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Cannula. Everybody, I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls One Podcast. We are thrilled to be here. Allie, how are you doing? I'm not so good because my pop screen keeps falling. Oh gosh! All right. Well, while you're adjusting that, let me tell them who we are. Allie and I are performers who, for many, many years, have been performing a show called Blog Logs, in which we use the internet as our script, drawing from Reddit threads, Craigslist posts, comment threads, like anything you can find, even text messages, live tweet, uh, you know, exchanges, and we will perform them verbatim on stage as different characters. From doing that show, we eventually created a web series where we interviewed people behind internet posts. We became really interested in identity and communication online. And eventually we created this podcast with The Daily Dot, where we are, again, looking at the people behind these internet posts and communities. So we find fascinating things on the internet. We contact the person and then we do an interview. Here we are. That's it. Yes. And today... We're getting into sort of new territory for us, which is exciting. We're talking yeah. with a musician and composer, Kevin McLeod. Um, he's composed over 2,000, but you know, maybe multiple thousands more, pieces of royalty-free music and made them available to people via Creative Commons copyright license. So We're talking copyright law. We're talking <laughs> copyright. Oh my God, it's everything my parents ever wanted. I'm talking about law. <laughs> um, but also music. and <laughs> Maybe you know, they'll listen to the podcast. Oh God. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Guys, are you there? Are they Sorry, there? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back for my momentary bitterness. Um, but people, just to you know, completely be clear, people can use this music for free if it's attributed. But the the whole idea is that it needs to be attributed, right? Yeah. And then if they don't credit him, they have to pay like 20, 30 bucks or something. But the question is, why would you give a lot of music away I for free? I don't understand. We're gonna ask him. Yeah. It's it just like about I that. don't. If I don't understand as an artist, like if we just like did a show and then yeah, tickets were free, um, that would be fun because they would sell very quickly because there's no sales. But like, <laughs> I don't know how you make money. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And I, you know, I think people should be paid for their art. But I know I that think is something the idea is that your name gets out there so much through people using it that then you get other jobs. Maybe eventually he's going to slap a big price tag on it, you know, once people can't live without him. Ooh. I don't know why I thought you were going to say Strategy. something totally different. <laughs> oh, speaking of slapping, um, yeah. did you guys Great. see that internet video that just went viral with that man in a kayak being slapped by an octopus that a seal is holding? What? Uh, I definitely need to Google this a later. A seal pops out of the water with an octopus, like, attached to its fin or whatever you call it, and he slaps the man in a canoe with <laughs> With the octopus. <laughs> Is that real? I don't know. Life goals. I want to be that man. You I want to be, be like, holy shit, guess what happened today? 
Seal came by, slapped me in the face with an octopus. It honestly sounds like an Ali Goldberg story. It does. It does. Like I was and sailing then, in Shanghai. Yeah, and then the octopus inked on me. And I named it Gertrude. Exactly. Are you sure it wasn't you? It wasn't you. Okay. It was me. I, I put on a man suit and I had someone film it. How did they capture that moment? He just was like, oh, I'm going to film you kayaking. That, Holy shit, a seal just slapped you in the face with an octopus. I have octopus. no idea. It was on Twitter today, I think this morning. So it's probably, so we could check it out. But um, when I saw the headline, I was like, there's no way there's a video. And then there's a video. So I don't wow. know. But that's that's the world we live in of like yeah. these things happened for hundreds of thousands of years, but now we're just always filming and we can get them now. We yeah. can see them. Yeah. Does that mean he got pussy slapped? <laughs> Is that what I that guess, means? I guess so. I've actually nice. never heard that term before, but yeah. Nice. Wait, where? Wh- can you just walk that back? Explain. <laughs> Explain that terminology. I'm not following. It wasn't a cat. It wasn't a cat. <laughs> it's yeah. an octopusy. Uh, <laughs> ah, okay. I'm with you. Okay. Okay. Right. okay. okay. I didn't. I was. Okay concerned that people weren't with me. <laughs> I'm going to change gears, though. Um, All right. Let's skip around. <laughs> so, Matt, you have, um, you know, I'm just going to let the people know where we are right now. Let's give them a sense of the setting where we record this <laughs> podcast. We're surrounded by guitars. It's like we're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right now. <laughs> but it's actually... <laughs> No one has described. Yeah, not this at all, actually, Jen. This is not at all what it feels like, like at man cave. all. So, We're in his man cave in Long Island, just so you all know how cool we are. This is not the man... I wish this was the man cave. This is uh, this is where I do spend like 10 hours a day working. Oh, but this the is um, an adult man cave. Okay. Just so you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I'm You've no got fridge. game controllers no over there. The fridge is uh, five feet away well, outside the okay. door. It's I'm, an adult man cave. I'm going to clarify. It's a respect adult man cave. The yeah. game controllers are props for a project that I'm working on. Doesn't so they're not, change it. They're not Doesn't actually it. functional. Doesn't okay. change okay. anything. Okay. Right. You've got a stuffed Zelda, mm-hmm. uh, game controllers, a bunch of guitars right, and give equipment. It all away. But listen, <laughs> it's I would... definitely an adult man cave, or as Jen calls it, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> Have you been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Obviously no. she hasn't, Matt. Obviously not. <laughs> no, actually, I... Where is... Is it in Nashville? Uh, no, it's in like... Oh, oh I've seen the Country Music Hall of Fame. I think it's I think it's in Cleveland. I think. I think okay, what right. was your story? I might, well, there's no. I was. I had a question. Matt, have you composed music on these here guitars? Yes, yes, quite a bit. Is All that right, a banjo? So, <laughs> it is a. It is a banjo body, but strung like a guitar. So it's a strict. It's a six string string guitar tuned to a guitar, fully guitar, but with a banjo body. Sounds like a banjo. Okay. You want to say banjo and guitar one more time? <laughs> it's a banjo that is a guitar, but it's a banjo. So is it a bantar it's or a, a gijo? I like gijo. <laughs> Sounds like a, a pussy, tanjo. A, sounds like a pussy slap. Yeah. No, it doesn't. No, because I was trying it's to. Not. I was trying to do your thing. Yeah. Your I'm joke. glad that you're trying to like go full circle, but a pussy slap is when you get slapped in the face by a pussy. <laughs> no, okay. by an octopus. An octopus. Okay, so there are no banjos in that. <laughs> Got it. Okay. But I think what you're alluding alluding to is this is a momentous occasion. We we typically record remotely because right. Allie moved to some I don't know bumblefuck okay, we, city. We would let's. Okay. We'll discuss this off air. <laughs> we would be recording remotely anyway. We'll discuss off air. <laughs> okay, so we're here. And we're what? here. And we're here. We're, we're in the same room. We're, wow, guys, that thread really went yeah, somewhere really exciting. Somewhere. Oh, let's talk about composing. Composing. Yeah, okay. Have you ever composed anything? No, I can't play things. <laughs> you can't. But can't. You had a keep. You have a keyboard, right? Or you had a keyboard? I had a keyboard, so but you, that was like because I would sing, and you could. I don't know. I just had. A, I took piano lessons like as a kid, but I didn't like it. I really want to learn ukulele. That's what I want to do next. Oh, I have a ukulele. I have to give you. That's mm-hmm. right. Really? I do. Yeah, we used it in the show when I Wait, played Taylor you don't Swift. Want it? 
<laughs> I'll take it from you tomorrow. It has a little sentimental value, so I need to think about it. But yeah, I, but I, I don't I'm use it. I'm surprised you would give it anyway, to me. Anyway, I'm sure this is fascinating to you but all. <laughs> we I, should cut that whole segment. I also, listen, I played piano for a lot of years. You play piano. I, I do. do I you, still play. Yeah. And then one day, I composed music. <laughs> and you know why? Why? Because I had a breakup. I'm the most oh. basic bitch. Oh, my God. Wait, is that the first time you it was composed my, original music? Yeah, but and it was like my first love. Ah, uh, what age? What are we talking here? <laughs> is what? What'd you just mutter to me? What? This, is, this is my anecdote. Do you have an anecdote about music? I was like, I was you like, guys yeah, I, I, do. For this? I was like 25. Okay. You know, it was okay. it was a couple years after, but. Okay, so guys. last year, last year. It was last year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you were 25. Yeah. You know, I, I once heard Bob Dylan say that. Um, <laughs> All right. All he right. was like, you know, I, I don't know how I wrote those songs. They just came out of me. And I don't think I could do it again if you asked me to do it now. It was like I just had he this, said that once. He, it was in some interview. I don't okay. know. But um, I feel I had a moment where suddenly I was like, I have to write. I have to write a dozen songs. This yeah. is what's happening. And I don't feel an urge to do it again. Right. But it's weird. It was like a year where I just composed a bunch of music. And it's not good music. Like I play it for my family and friends, but that's about it. <laughs> Um, you know, you've been putting stuff on Instagram. Well, those are, are those my the friends. Ones you <laughs> let me tell those are my you, only friends. Let me tell you how social media works. I don't know. I just put like little snippets, but, but I have a bunch those, more. Are those ones you composed? Uh, some of them, yeah. Yeah. Jen's a composer. I'm a composer. <laughs> but yeah, pub- no, she's I, a public figure. I had a moment, and it's I'm on, a public it's figure. On, uh, it's on Instagram. I yeah. think there's something about the twenty five, mid 20s, 25 year old mm-hmm. mind that's like, life. And love and yeah. moments and They usually music. say that about the 15-year-old mind. Yeah, well, that no, too. But, but then, I think you're mature enough to like make something that's actually good. Like there's something Most about bands that, right? break through when they're in their 20, like mid-20s and they get popular. And then you well, listen to those bands like 20 years later and they're like, mm, it was yeah. much better when they were in their first album. Right. Hmm. But And then there's that whole thing about um, everybody like addicted to drugs at a certain age was well, killing too, themselves, right? Too. It was like yes. 27, I think, sure. was the age. Maybe, maybe it was yep. 28. So yeah. like it's a very hyper-conscious, hyper emotional but also hyper addictive right age, that maybe? I, yeah you don't feel driven creativity, in that way maybe it's hormonal creativity yeah. is at its peak well maybe fuck. just <laughs> kill me not. then kill right. me yeah. I, you know I don't know so yeah, I've or, peaked or so a while ago is what you're saying yeah we all have no I think like emo-ness <laughs> <laughs> right, emotionality right. is that it's peak a lot of it is really bad <laughs> right but the one yeah. the, the few talented people who break through are like whoa I was 25 and I wrote my hit song and yeah maybe cool? it's just like if your talent matches up with how emotional you are at there that go, moment go, it's the perfect moment exactly yeah. yep. so I it's good to have your heart broken at 25 yes so guys, do it. Make Adele. Get out there. Make an album like Adele. Be like, right. call it Get twenty-five and a half. Go date someone who's just a bad idea who's gonna ruin you. <laughs> You're a bad idea. Good or, luck. Or break I'm up. I'm still doing that. Break up with your no soulmate music. because you have a career to to pursue. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I got a piano and a dream. To, but you can get back together later and write about that too. Okay. So yeah. well, that's, that's true. true. That's it's really right. your soulmate. Sophomore album. Yeah. 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 All right, Matt. Do you have trivia for us? Yeah, let's do this. Get this out of the way. (laughs) I'm excited to talk to our guest today because um, I I produce videos, I produce this podcast, and I'm always in search of music. And like when you're like an independent creator or you work for a publisher, like we don't have a ton of money to spend on like music libraries. And so you search on SoundCloud, you search on YouTube, and like Kevin is everywhere. I would say like, you know, three out of 10 tracks are Kevin. And it's like, whoa, like, this guy composes everything, and it's I just think that's cool. So I'm excited to talk to him about his process. Today's trivia is about digital music composition. 
We have guitars in this room and instruments, and Jen plays piano, and that is the traditional way of composing music. We're in the music. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame looking at memorabilia. Steven Tyler's here. <laughs> yeah! I wish but, that was true. <laughs> oh my God. He's can I today's tell you? guest. Can I tell you? Not today's trivia, yeah. but I, in researching today's trivia, I discovered that Aerosmith, right? Yeah, Aerosmith, Aerosmith. Yeah. Made more money on Guitar Hero than in selling late records. No. And, and yes, and legit. They were so wildly popular. Like I mean, hugely still are, popular. Wait, yeah. wait, what? Licensing their music to Guitar Hero, which is an insanely popular yeah, Guitar yeah, Hero I, yeah. and rock band. I, I, probably made by the same company? I don't know. Insanely popular music games that had their time and probably are not very popular anymore or whatever. They made more money licensing that music to a video game than they did selling all of their other catalog. Wow. Not today's trivia. Yeah. But That's I thought insane. That was it should have been. It should have been. You Sorry. You, know. all you right, guys let's should hear use that at let's your next it. dinner party. Yeah. I'm going to assume Kevin records a lot of his music digitally because he writes so damn much of it. We'll talk to him about that. Uh, today's trivia question is, what 1985 album was the first major label release recorded entirely in the digital domain? So that doesn't mean that it was digital instruments, but meaning they they didn't use tape, they used computers to record the entire album. In 85. In 85, okay. and it is widely credited with ushering in the age of compact discs. Oh. Meaning... CDs. CDs. Trade <laughs> Before that, CDs were typically for classical music and like audiophiles and everyone was still doing tapes and 8-tracks and records and this album made CDs mainstream. What was the album? I I have three choices for you. Are you ready? A. No Jacket Required by Phil Collins. B. Brothers in Arms by Dire Straits. Or C. Whitney Houston, her self-titled debut album, Whitney Houston. Ugh. Really tough. Honestly, all of these are just a total fucking shot in the dark for me. I'm no. going to go with Whitney Houston only because I loved her back in the day. I will always love you. I will. <laughs> I'm going to say... Don't, don't laugh at that. It was so bad. That was so good. Bad. That was a good joke. so bad. You should have, but no, I'm you going with said... that purely because I want to dance with somebody. All right. Like, all right. An amazing song. I want to feel the Amazing heat. recording. Yeah, because you're the queen somebody. of the night. And an amazing song. Yeah. yeah. Got it. And um, I have nothing if I don't have you. <laughs> so... I think maybe Whitney might have been too much of a diva about... It was her debut. Like oh, it was the, her debut, it right. was her de- It was her debut. Okay. Yeah. But I would say doing it all digitally would be difficult if you're new. Like, that was a, that was like a pioneer yeah. kind of it's thing. Pioneer. So, I mean, I'm, stick, I'm sticking right. with her just out of love. I also want you guys to know that in second grade in the talent show, I sang I Have Nothing by Whitney Houston. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish so badly you, that there oh, was man. a recording of that. I because you killed I was that. in second grade. <laughs> Can you do a little, like a mini recreation now for two seconds? <laughs> Hang on. Are we going to get, we're going to get. Uh, my love. I'm sure your voice wasn't that deep, Ellie. I much. You know what's so crazy is that. It was. Uh, I, um, you remember all the songs that you learned all the lyrics to as a kid. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, but like, yeah, I can't absolutely. remember lyrics now at all. all right. <laughs> My brain doesn't retain things because I'm not 25 right. or in second grade. Okay, go on. I, side, side note, we've just been sued by Whitney Houston. I know. <laughs> I have to say this, but she's, I mean, I guess her, her heirs. <laughs> there's a way. There's still a way. Uh, not around. Someone Whitney is still Houston accounting for Whitney Houston's us. copyright, I assure you. But yes. Um, what was the Phil Collins album? Phil, uh, no Jacket Required. What do you know where that came in his dis- uh, disc? <laughs> That's well, whatever you would call it. I it's, don't uh, know, but it is a 1985 album. I will say that. Was that before? What was his band? Genesis. Phil Collins was part of Genesis, and then I believe he went solo with 
obviously a number of hit records. So Genesis was pre, pre- no jacket Genesis required. was pre, yes, yes. Then I'm going to say it was Phil Collins because he already had a pretty good track record. I okay. think you're right. I'm going to stick with Whitney Houston, but I think you're right. <laughs> okay. I, I like the reasoning. I like okay. the reasoning, yeah. Uh, okay, we will find out the correct answer after the break. This week's episode is supported by Penguin Random House Audio. Okay, here's the scene. You're at your monthly book club. It's going around the circle. Everybody's sharing their thoughts, you know, summaries of what they thought about the book. And it gets to you. And guess what? You didn't read the book. It's happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to you. (laughs) Never. Um, You want to save? Never? Okay, (laughs) cool. Well, we're all busy people. We all, you know, work lives, personal lives, things to do. And reading is hard. Well, that's not necessarily true, but (laughs) we are busy. So sometimes um, it's helpful if you have the option to listen to a book. And Penguin Random House Audio is now putting out about a thousand titles every single year on any platform you would go to to find your audiobooks, uh, Penguin.com, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Audible, any of those places. So why don't you find an audiobook to listen to? So Allie, what are you reading or listening to for your book club this month? I am not currently in a book club because nobody wants me as a member, but I am reading The Sparrow by Mary Doria Russell, which is about aliens, which I know sounds ridiculous, but it's won a bunch of awards and some friends recommended it and very appropriate for uh, October. Aliens, That's... Halloween, science fiction. What I find really amusing is it was written in 1996 and it's set in the year 2019. So far, I am really enjoying it. As you all know, I have a fascination with slash fear of aliens. And you can listen to this very book through Penguin Random House Audio. As we said, there's so many different titles that are coming out. uh, But in particular, October, the month of Halloween. So maybe you want to dig deep into sci-fi fantasy. They actually have the whole Harry Potter series. Uh, They have Game of Thrones. They have an absolutely remarkable thing by Hank Green, Times Convert by Deborah Harkness. And any place you're already listening to your favorite audiobooks, you can get these. So go check it out, guys. And now a real advertisement for a 1999 Toyota Corolla. Fine AF. From the website that's been fine AF since 1995, Craigslist.org. You want a car that gets the job done? You want a car that's hassle-free? You want a car that literally no one will ever compliment you on? Well, look no further. <laughs> the 1999 Toyota Corolla. Let's talk about features. Bluetooth? Nope. Sunroof? Nope. Rear view camera? Nope, but it's got a transparent rear window and you have a fucking neck that can turn. You could take the engine out of this car, drop it off the Golden Gate Bridge, fish it out of the water a thousand years later, put it in the trunk of the car, fill the gas tank up with Nutella, turn the key, and this puppy would fucking start right up. This car will outlive you. It will outlive your children. Things this car is old enough to do. Vote. Yes. Consent to sex. Yes. Rent a car. It is a car. Let's face the facts. This car isn't going to win any beauty contest, but neither are you. Stop lying to yourself. This isn't the car you want. It's the car you deserve. The fucking 1999 Toyota Corolla. And we're We're back! Oh man, what must it be like to drive? I love driving actually, but just like living <laughs> in New York, you never do it. Driving, and I feel like I gotta move to LA soon, and then I'm gonna have to get a car. I'm gonna get this fucking 1999 Toyota Corolla because I got a fucking neck that can turn. <laughs> All right. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes my back hurts, and then it's harder. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm gonna contact them. I bet it's free. 
<laughs> Ooh, speaking of free. Yeah, that's true. Copyright. I was reaching for that transition. Yeah, yeah that was good. Yeah, I was waiting for it. It was good. It was good. We're talking to a pioneer of Creative Commons music, gives it away for free. Today's trivia is about digital music. In fact, the first major label recording uh, made entirely in the digital domain, that is with digital technology, not necessarily digital instruments. And this album actually ushered in the age of the compact disc. Which album was it? Jen, you went with choice A, which was No Jacket Required by Phil Collins. That is correct. Citing very sound logic that they, the Genesis was a very progressive band, a lot of like electronic instruments, and then Phil Collins was well established. established. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like the thinking. Mm -hmm. Allie went with Whitney Houston's self-titled debut album because she likes Whitney Houston. Out of love. Out of love. She loves Whitney Houston. She has nothing if she doesn't have Whitney Houston. Also sound logic, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the, the the third choice, choice B, was Brothers in Arms by Dire Straits, just so we have all the choices on the record. And I'm about to give you the correct answer, unless you would like to change. Last chance. I'm trying to quote a lyric about... <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't she have one about stay? Or... I gotta rewatch The Bodyguard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sticking with Whitney. Sticking with it! Whitney and Phil. The correct answer is... I'm sorry to say B, Dire Straits. <gasps> Oh, way to go, Dire Straits. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have expected them to be that progressive. An interesting claim to fame. Yeah. I yeah. feel proud of my answer. Yeah. yeah. All right. So tell us more. The backstory is that uh, Brothers in Arms was Dire Straits' fifth album, uh, and they took a big risk by both recording it digitally and uh, releasing it on CD at, at a time when mostly classical music was on CD. Uh, a lot of CDs were... You could record... A lot more length on CDs because Beethoven's symphonies were very long, mm-hmm. and that was a like an audiophile way to transmit classical music. Um, but because the sound quality was so much better, and because they recorded it digitally and then distributed it digitally, this became the CD that, like, when you went to electronic stores, they would play that CD in order to sell CD players because whoa, it sounded so good, <laughs> and that was that ushered in like the mainstream era of CD purchasing. Mm-hmm. Dire Straits. Your kids are gonna think you're so old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we're so old. Yeah. Remember going to Borders and I listening to CDs? I didn't want to talk about us, though. I just wanted to blame Matt. <laughs> For being elderly. <laughs> For the same age. Technologically elderly, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, Borders, yeah. <laughs> Shout yeah, out, you Borders. Would... You want to sponsor this? Yeah, you would go you and sponsor you would... this shit? Brought to you by Borders. Uh, do they exist anymore? Uh, well, closed. You would go and listen to CDs, closed. and it was so exciting. I'm sure there's still some holdout Borders. They would, borders. like, have different CDs on sample, and you right. could put on yeah. headphones and listen to it with your friends. Like little kiosks. Yeah. 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 Then you go get some Java over mm-hmm. at the cafe. And, yeah. Yeah. It was a big hangout. It's like a Friday night hangout. And do then you... Jen would write in her diary. <laughs> the rest of it I did. And I composed the music. Cool. Where did all those tapes go to die, do you think? Where are all the plastic I tapes? I want to take them and make a hut. <laughs> I bet someone has. I really do. Okay, yeah. well, here's a question for you guys. Yeah. Records. What would happen when it got really warm and they melt? I don't know. <laughs> sure. Oh, wait, oh, for the that hut. Question. In the yeah. hut. Yeah, it depends where you live. You got to, yeah, your climate control. Yeah, yes. yeah. That was In San not Francisco, my it'll question. be fine, I think. What's your question? Uh, records, super hot, super chic, super everyone's into vinyl. Cool. Eight tracks still are like cool looking. Nobody gives a shit about cassette tapes. Nobody Why? gives a shit. Wait. I- I give a shit about cassette tapes. But like, do, do I don't know that people collect, people don't collect them. them. Well, they haven't gotten old enough, right? Is it that they're old enough or that it was just a shitty medium? Like tapes got mangled and they got, yeah. this, they got, well, uh, they're they also degrade. like records and stuff. 
yeah, they are aesthetically pleasing and they have, right. and they have cover art. Right. And tapes do, but they're small yeah. and they're like ugly. It's like little flap of paper stuck yeah. inside the plastic. Yeah, they're not as cool. The best thing about tapes is that we made mixtapes. We sure. did our own recordings on tapes of radio shows and you I could remember, comment on them. Yeah. That was the best part. I yeah. remember waiting by the radio so that when your favorite song came on, you could quickly hit record. Yes. And record it onto your tape. <laughs> so, so you could play the you music. Would, so you would always miss the first measure. <laughs> yeah. Every song I had, the first measure was or missing. Or the DJ would be talking over it. Yeah. Get some sort yeah. of air horn. Yeah. yeah. At the end. Yeah, they would come on. Oh, sure. yeah, in the beginning. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's... Mm-hmm. And now here's Whitney Houston's debut album, Whitney Houston. <laughs> but it would be playing, and you would you wouldn't. You That's would catch why that. in the in the talent show, uh, I the first few words you I know. said were actually from the DJ. I thought that was part of the song. Whitney Houston. <laughs> and coming up next, uh, this is from Matthew to Jessica. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know why I used the name Matthew. You're right here. It's weird. Uh, popular names in the 80s. Yeah. Matthew and Jessica. Yeah, okay, there you go. That's it. That's it. All, All right. right, guys. Let's is get it, to is it. Is he here? Is he here? Is he here? It is time. We have with us Kevin McLeod, composer and musician. Welcome, Kevin. Oh, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so let's get into it. Um, I think we have so many things we want to talk about with you, but to get started, just for our listeners, just to get a really basic understanding, can you please describe to us the Creative Commons copyright license? Oh, uh, yeah, Creative Commons. Why? Why does Creative? What? What is this thing? Okay, so whenever you create, <laughs> whenever you create something, anything, you get a pile of rights. The government gives you all sorts of rights. Like, you know, no one can use your works without compensation. Nobody else can make copies of it. There's a whole list. And like, if you're just like taking a picture, like you're taking a selfie, you don't, you don't need that. You don't need that government protection. But do you have it? Like, are my selfies protected? Oh my God. Absolutely. Fantastic. uh, Yeah. The Copyright Act of uh, 1976. Great. Before selfies. The moment you put anything into a fixed medium of expression. So the moment you take that photo... It's copyrighted. You don't have to send in the 30 bucks to the U.S. Copyright Office. You don't have to do any of that. But nobody needs that. The <laughs> amount of data that we're making now is ridiculous. And like having all these rights, you know, it used to it used to be a deal that, you know, you used to buy film. Mm-hmm. You don't have to buy film anymore. Mm-hmm. So we've got these millions of millions of creative works. And the, and the Creative Commons is a way to take a subsection of those things that you were granted by the government and give them away to other people. Like if you take a picture of a beautiful sunflower and somebody else wants to use it, you used to have to do contracts in order to assign those rights away. Now you can just say, this is Creative Commons. Here you go. Have a good time. And it's sort of like the standard. So you don't have to do a contract for everything. Mm -hmm. You can just say, like like a certified organic. You kind of know that means something Mm -hmm. on food. And so this is a sort of a thing that you can put on creative works that will tell people that I'm giving away some of my rights here. And you decided at some point you're just going to give it all away. Yep. As much and as freely as I possibly can. My mama told me not to do that. So what was... I, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, you may, maybe you don't scale well. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so what was that moment for you? And, and just to back it up, where were you? How did you get started with composing? Like, what was the moment for you when you decided to give it all away? Give us some background. Oh, um, yeah, I was composing, uh, you know, through college. I went to school for music. I didn't... Not for composing, for music ed, but... You know, I was getting jobs writing musicals and 
local film music and stuff like that. And then I'd have a, like pieces of music left over, things that were rejected. And I'd just throw them up on my website. And then that started getting popular. You know, I was just sharing this extra stuff that I had. You know, it wasn't used for this musical. Maybe you can use it for yours. So you were already giving it away for free at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I had to do like, like there was no easy way to inform people of how to use this stuff. Right. That's what Creative Commons came in with the sort of codified way of looking at things. So first of all, what are some of the most popular uses of your music? Well, well, I don't know. I find a lot of them in commercials. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, YouTube. YouTube is, my music is huge. And for anywhere from history videos to knitting to conspiracy. Knitting, yeah. Video. I was definitely going to guess knitting. What do you mean knitting? Like there's a, there's a t- DIY, like this is how you, a tutorial on how to knit. And you're like, do, 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 do in the background. Yeah. All right, got it. <laughs> you got Great. it. Glad we cleared that up. <laughs> okay, so, so what was the term? So it was on your website. And then Creative Commons came around and you just started giving away in droves. Can you walk us through some of this uh, this history of yours? You know, I really wish it was interesting. Um, <laughs> it might be to other people. If not, we'll edit uh, it out and nobody has to know that you're boring <laughs> as fuck. It's, it's one of those things where it's like I was already giving away the music on my site. And then I found out, oh, this Creative Commons thing is cool. So I downloaded the little badge and then put it on my website. Yay! so you put the logo on your website and then what happens because now you you must be searchable in all kinds of creative commons databases right i i don't know can you find me in a creative commons database i don't know should we google you should we look (laughs) this up get on it matt i've only spent a little bit of time on like creative commons stuff looking for like uh, actually music tracks and photos to use in videos but uh, i'm limited but you must be everywhere how how are people finding you? A lot of people are f- directed to me by uh, YouTube. Like they'll watch a video and they'll be like, oh, that's that's great music. I want music like that. Usually people will link to me in the uh, description of the YouTube video. They have to, right? The idea is they have to attribute it to you, right? They have to is strong. I mean, <laughs> they theoretically, <have> to. yes. <laughs> yes, they but should. But if they absolutely. don't credit you, don't they have to pay you a little bit of money? Yes, that's also theoretically true, yes. <laughs> Have you heard of this money thing? Are you independently wealthy? What's going on here? I don't understand, and that wasn't a joke. Why is everybody laughing? I am not independently wealthy. Everything that I have pretty much came from music. So how come you didn't decide to sell your music and make money? I don't know. That's not how I see the purpose of music. Oh. Talk to us. Talk to us a little bit about um, that. Tell us I would the purpose love. Of yeah, music. I want to hear more about that. <laughs> so the purpose of music, the purpose of any art, is basically to affect the emotions of other people. And in order to affect the emotions, that basically, I, I like, I don't know, what is that? A sociopath. So I want to control the emotions <laughs> of think, as many people oh, as yeah. I possibly can. Because you're a sociopath. <laughs> I think so. Functional sociopath. Is that what you call me? I don't know. I, think I thought that's like might no be different. emotions. Yeah, yeah, I think you might not oh. be a sociopath. There's something wrong with you, but I think it's a <laughs> different <laughs> classification. You're just an artist. I appreciate that. All yeah, artists are slightly narcissistic. It. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, if my job is to affect the emotions of as many people as I can, I want to get my music in front of as many ears as I can. Mm-hmm. And that means you give it away as freely as you possibly can. There, There's a bunch of music out there that you can get for free, 
But you like, you know, you have to fill out this form and you have to give your emails. I know that's stopping people. Mm -hmm. If I want everyone to use it, it has to be super simple and super free. So you're free as fuck, right? That's what you're saying? I am free as you can probably get. All right. Cool, cool. Given the legal system. And do you feel artistically like you're reaching? Are are you do you feel satisfied with the reach that your music is having now? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm almost intimidated by it. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, I get beautiful emails from people thanking me, like, you know, helping them through the death of a family member. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, that's you're welcome. That's not me. <laughs> that's just music. That's yeah. what's helping you right now. And I appreciate that they have an outlet and we can discuss mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Kevin, um, could you tell us a little bit about your compositional process? How do you get inspiration for these songs? How does the whole process work when you start composing a piece? Well, it depends on the kind of pieces that I'm producing. Like if I'm working with a like a filmmaker, um, we'll discuss like what kind of mood that they want to get, and you know we'll go and find some similar things, and you know borrow and steal that way. If I'm doing music like for myself, like a typical way for me to go and make music is to listen to a piece of music and go, oh my god, that was terrible. I I can do that so much better. Like I'll be watching a television show and I'll be, and I'm like, ah, no, (laughs) No, let me rewrite what this soundtrack should have been for this show. And then I'll just, you know, release it. Can you tell us which TV shows you like to watch and hate on? <laughs> I, I really shouldn't. Okay, no, that's um, okay. Because they kind of hire me sometimes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, Don't worry about it. So, so you give away a ton of music, but then you get a ton of commissions from it. Is that right? Yes, I do get commissions. Uh, I used I, I used to do money? commissions a lot more. <laughs> I used to do them a lot more in the past. I like I haven't done like maybe one this year. But I used to do like two to three a month. Like, so how do you make money? That's a that is a great. <laughs> We're asking great you're, you're giving away everything. Yeah. You get a couple commissions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's the question. Uh, out, um, my music is played on Spotify. Okay. Um, Spotify yeah. sends me money. Yeah. Uh, that's Pandora nice sends me like money. Of money. iTunes. A lot of money? Just a little bit. <laughs> enough, enough to live on, yeah. Okay, okay, that's good, that's good. So, all right, so people are... Well, that's funny to me, because Taylor Swift seems to not have enough money from Spotify to live on. <laughs> She's a basic bitch. I know, Taylor okay. Swift is a basic <laughs> So, all right, so you, you're just putting your shit out there, like letting it all hang out, everybody takes it, take, take, take. So for you, are you like randomly listening to things, watching TV, and you're like, oh shit, that's me? Yeah, that happens. What was the most surprising experience along those lines where you were watching, you know... Or one of them. I'm sure it's happened more than once. Yeah. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, the most surprising... I don't know. I think it, it's... It's always crazy, like, I'll, like because, like, I don't have a television, but, like, my mom has a television. So, like, I'll go over there and, I'm like, oh, that's a, that's my music in a political ad. That's interesting. Oh, wow. Oh. And then, oh, I hope you support the candidate. <laughs> did not, I didn't know anything about the candidate. Uh-huh. And then, but, I mean, it's also been in, like, a, like a local car ad. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> did they give you a car? They should give you a car. They you should could, give me a car. You could barter if you're not going to sell it. They didn't even give me 30 bucks. So what are you going to do? Shit. So suppose, so I, isn't this correct? If they don't credit you, you are supposed to get 30 bucks, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, that would be that would that would be the way to go. Yeah. Do you get a lot of checks for thirty dollars just like randomly showing up? <laughs> I do get a lot of checks for thirty dollars randomly showing up. That's nice. So, you know, that, so the honor yeah, almost system? enough to live on there. Yeah. Huh? Have you thought about charging? Allie's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could charge money and then fewer people would hear it. Yeah. And then, uh, no, we get and it. I get it. Yes. I get it. I get it. I'm just going to keep sassing. Yeah. She's sassing you. All right. Take it away, Jen. <laughs> so, Kevin, we actually have a question from our Discord server from a listener of this podcast. Um, it's from V. And V wants to know what has been your favorite use of your music in any place, a movie, an ad, a video game. What's been your favorite? Uh, well, apparently my music was used in Doctor Who. That's uh, pretty cool. About 10 years ago. So that's awesome. Never, never going to turn that down as my favorite. What do you, what do you mean? Apparently you're not sure. I, I mean, I get BBC sent me money and they keep sending me <laughs> Doctor Who things <laughs> and they told me, but I didn't, I don't remember what episode it was and I haven't, I know I've seen the episode, but I didn't clock that it was my music in that episode. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so your favorite use is something that may or may not have happened. That's correct. Got it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I love I love the videos of CPG Grey, Internet, Explainer, Extraordinaire. And you know, whenever whenever I find something that is on a YouTube channel that I subscribe to, that is that is so cool for me. Yeah. It's like I'm helping you and you're helping me. It's <laughs> <laughs> like that. we're living in Symbiotic. a cool freaking world. How many times do you think your music has been used, so you have you have over two thousand works. So the uh, n- nobody knows. Um, it, guesses for YouTube videos are over ninety million videos. Whoa, whoa! That's not ninety million views. That's ninety million videos. Yes, that's a lot more views. Each with <laughs> yeah, some of them you know over a hundred million views per video. Wow. It's Who ridiculous. likes math? You're in the wrong crowd, Alan. 90 million <laughs> videos. And let's, what do you think the average number of views is on those Twel- videos? 12. 12. 90 <laughs> million times 12. The average number is about 12. That's... 90 million times 12. It's all the knitting videos. There's a huge knitting community on YouTube. I, I, I so it's like over I mean, 900 million. That's a number we, a we know. We can figure out what the average YouTube viewer is. That's I, it's true. probably closer to a thousand, right? Maybe. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. So, Kevin, we know that YouTube has its own database of music. So, how did you get into that database? And, you know, can you measure how much your music's being used through there? Okay. So, I've had th- this is a long story and a pretty good one. Okay. Um, Better be good. Back in, the early, <laughs> back in the early days of YouTube, but there was no content ID. People put up stuff and it was fine. And then content ID came out. And I'm giving away my stuff for free, but yeah, the problem heard. is other people are claiming my music as their music oh, and selling it yes. on other platforms. Oh, wow. that makes so me now, so angry. So now we've got like uh, a guy in uh, Georgia or Poland or whatever. We're going to find you, guy. Who takes takes my music, sells it on you know iTunes and Amazon gets it into content ID and he's now taking down videos of Holy music shit. that I have, his. right? Because it's his music. Yeah. So what a world. I have a problem every time that I release a piece of music. That guy's the sociopath. It's not you. He's the fucking sociopath. <laughs> so now every time I release a piece of music, I I fight I was fighting like 10 
um, 10 things a day. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of complaints that were coming in, going out to YouTube. And finally, YouTube's like, we, we, we should meet with you. I'm like, yes, Wait, you sorry, should meet the, with there me. There were complaints coming in per day about what exactly? Somebody else is claiming that my music is owned by them. So like a publisher like Orchard Music or Universal will claim video that my music is in. Mm-hmm. And I said it was okay to use, but it's going through this content ID system and people are sniping my music left and right. So you're getting, getting into complaints content ID. from... People who have used it saying, wait, I thought it was free. Like, I, I no, was no, just, no, yes. they're, they're filing copyright complaints against Kevin yep. saying, hey, Kevin, don't use my music. And actually, that was Kevin's oh, music all along. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because so you're getting, it's, it's you're getting complaints ID. to stop using your music because it's this other fuckers. It, it's content ID. Okay. Content ID okay. is supposed to protect copyright holders, but it's being used as a weapon in reverse, if right. that makes sense. Got it, got it. It makes okay. terrible okay. sense. Okay. Yeah. I got that he was taking credit. I didn't understand that you were getting complaints for using using your own music because he's taking credit. Wow, that is fucked up. How, okay, how do you continue, feel continue. about this? Or continue your story, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was terrible and terrifying for a long time. And I was having I was having so much problems with this stuff. And then uh, and then YouTube was like, yeah, we need to get you in here for a meeting. And I'm like, all right, here's the problem. <laughs> I could get in with Content ID and I could register my stuff before anyone else registered it. But now the problem is all of the ad money is going to me and not to the person who made the video. Mm. And so there's no way for me. So then there's a thing called a whitelist. So I just said, all right, everybody who's got a, a channel that uses my uh, music, send me the name of your channel. I'll put it on the whitelist. And then it turns out the system was designed for a whitelist of like three channels. And then when you put like thousands of them, it just broke. Okay. So the white, like the, the, the early people who signed up were getting rolled off. I don't know. It was weird. So YouTube made for me a special thing, which is do not content ID this stuff ever, ever, ever. So when I make a new piece of music, I upload it to YouTube through this special person and they put it in the system so that no one can ever content ID that piece of music ever. Wow. And the person who made the video is getting paid. They, the person who makes the video gets 100% of, of the cut. Yep. Okay, got it. Wow. You're crazy. You're changing the it's game. Hard, it's <laughs> hard to give away music for free. It is literally difficult. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened to the asshole who was saying that your work was his? Uh, this is an ongoing thing, and it keeps happening. And it's more than one person. Oh, this yeah. is more than one person. And it's, this it's is still happening? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Man, you were getting punished left and right for donating. <laughs> That'll so, um, teach you, friends. <laughs> don't do good things. No good don't deed do, goes don't unpunished. Don't do good things. That shit. Okay. So yeah. you're... No, I, I, have a, I have a very nice lawyer. Um, <laughs> do you and... have to pay him? <laughs> oh, I, do, I do have to pay him. He's not that nice. <laughs> so you have to pay a lawyer to give yeah. your shit away for free. I yes. need to see your finances. We need to have a talk. This makes no fucking sense. Yeah, it is problematic. But you're just, but, but, but truthfully, so you get enough paid work from giving away music. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. No, okay. I, have, I have a Patreon. Shout out. Okay. So people can give That's to you. That's great. You can give What's your Patreon? Let the listeners know. Uh, Kevin McLeod on Patreon. I'm 
pretty sure I'm the only one. I don't know. I should look it up. <laughs> I should know these things. I should know these things. <laughs> I'll add that to the list of things we have to talk about later. Yeah. Okay. So how have you written so much? I mean, how long does it take you? I mean, I just I just feel like over 2,000 pieces is more than most people write in a lifetime. It, it is, but you have to remember that most of them are shitty. <laughs> oh, okay, great, 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 great. Cool, cool, cool. So give it away and no standards. These are uh, all things I've been told not to do. Uh, uh-huh. But, you know, I'm going to rewrite my Bumble yeah, works profile. Out okay. um, like it used to be like 20 years ago, because uh, that was a time. That was a that time, was a that, time that existed. That's that's that we right. lived that's in. Correct. We lived in that time. 20 years yeah. ago was a time. 20 years ago. Some people may not have been here 20 years ago. Um, it was very hard to make music. It took hours and hours and studio time and tape. You used tape. Tape. Oh, my God. And it was painful. And to make music was hard. And now, oh, my God, if you have a phone, you can make a piece of music in like 15 minutes that is like production beautiful quality the bar has lowered so much (laughs) for like this the technology it's ridiculous which means that so many more people can make music but it turns out not many people are Maybe they are. I don't know. I was going to say, what why? Was the question? Wh- I've lost. <laughs> how you managed to make so much yeah, music. How are you so prolific? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, if you just divide it out by like 10 years, it's very reasonable. That's like two, three pieces of music a week. Not even. I feel like that's a, that's a lot more than most people. <laughs> but um, oh. cool. <laughs> so, is, so, so many people have used your work. Uh, is there like a community of people who are all like, we're McLeodians? You know what? There probably is, but I don't cultivate them or look for them, which is weird. I'm going to uh, look. It's tough. Yeah. Fan, fans are weird. I love my fans. I don't think... Like, all of my fans are really cool. And... But, like, there's no special... Like, I don't call them monsters or... <laughs> well, that's taken. You know, <laughs> uh, ju- juggalos or... Also taken. Right, right. Um, I, I don't have a I don't have a thing like that. I don't have a community sort of. So it's a loose based community at best mm-hmm. th- that I don't really know about. But like when I go to cons, people come up to me and talk to me. Like oh, so they recognize you too. They yeah, recognize they- you at at cons. Yeah, well, when I'm speaking and I have a name tag on, it's easier. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah. We saw that you were composing on Twitch while you were streaming on Twitch. Is that right? Yeah, Twitch is a Twitch is a beautiful thing to me. Twitch is if you have an idea for a show, you can make it a reality in like 15 minutes. So, yeah, I've done composing uh, like sometimes I'll do com- like I'm it's like I'm working on this commission work or I'm working on this cartoon and you can just watch me for 6 hours work on scoring a cartoon. Or um I, I've done the things called the Wheels of Doom, which is random uh, random words put together and I have to write a piece of music that works with all of these things. Um, I've also done things that have failed horribly. I've done uh, trying to learn guitar. Turns out it's painful to watch people learn. Um, so th- these are all live streaming things that you did? Yeah. Okay. And and uh, the guitar how, didn't go well? Um, no, no. It's It's really hard to be entertaining and concentrate on learning at the same time. It's... <laughs> I, my brain can't do it. This is also a thing I could have told you. 
Oh, yeah. Well, now <laughs> I know. Charge and I know exactly how. <laughs> how many instruments do you play? I have no idea. How, what do you mean by play? What do you mean by instrument? Okay. Uh, okay. So it's all that. online. Um, well, I mean, I, like I have a piano. I can... I can't play jazz piano, but I can play some piano. Okay, okay. I got an oboe. I can't play jazz oboe, but I can play some oboe. He doesn't do jazz, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For the techie uh, listeners, tell us the software and uh, digital tools that you use to compose. All right. um, 95% of everything, I'm using Logic on a super old Mac Pro. The old uh, trash can. Cool. And are you finding instruments and open source uh, software to plug into Logic and mix and match all kinds of cool sounds as you go? Uh, I am buying a lot of virtual instruments for Logic. Uh, the, the free ones are great for free if you have time. Um, and they, they take, well, they're getting better. Everything's getting better all the time. But uh, no, I use a lot of Cine samples. If you're if you're into music, you'll know what that is. Mm-hmm. A lot of heaviosity and uh, a little bit of uh, play East West. Uh, yeah, I feel like Ali in, you in can, a lot of my stuff. Kevin is paying for tools to then compose free music and give it away. Ridiculous. Yes, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of tools. This is absurd. So before all these tools, though, how did you work? I bought tools. What do you mean before these tools? Well, because these a lot tools, of them, you were, you were just saying it's getting better uh, all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. No, I still have, uh, like, a keyboard that has, like, built-in sounds mm-hmm. that, like, you play the keyboard and, like, it will play sounds that I've actually recorded the output of onto tape. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> that's how old these things are. That's, and that's the OG. What you just, that's just what you had to do. Yeah. And then, like, you couldn't... I mean, you had to be a good player back then, too, right? I had to actually perform these things. Right now, I cannot play anything that I write. Like, I can play it maybe at half the speed, Mm -hmm. or I can play each individual part, but I cannot perform these pieces. I feel like that makes sense, though, right? As composers, you're, you know, you could compose for a whole symphony, right? Yeah, but yeah, back in the day, you actually had to do it. Like in real time, with no you and you had to be do it beginning to end. You got no splices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay, that's that's great. So technology has really enabled you to churn out this. Uh, Some good music and a lot of crap. Yeah, music. to churn out like Absolutely. thousands of pieces. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been great chatting with you. I think that's yeah. all we got, but this was really interesting. Thank you, Kevin. Um, I hope you start charging soon. And, um, <laughs> you know, we're you we're not paying you money. for this I interview, though. Give him money. So, <laughs> money. Okay, Patreon. Cool, Patreon. Cool. Everyone, do visit his Patreon. And if you if you join Patreon very soon, uh, this year I'm mailing out paintings to everyone who was a Patreon supporter of me this year. You painted wow. them? Uh, yes. Ooh, Ooh. All right. We're on very it. Very exciting. <laughs> Well, thank you for being such a giving person in a world of assholes. Thank you very much. I don't believe the world is full of assholes. Just sociopaths. Of course you don't. You're a good person who gives things away. I know better. God, what a delightful man. What a magical human. How does one not get so jaded? I don't know. I imagine every single day you need to wake up and be diligent in being a magical person. I think he even 
Teddy used to live in Brooklyn, right? How did yeah. you do it? He Kevin? moved to Minnesota. That's why. That's Wisconsin. That's Wisconsin. That's I think so. Minnesota. Well, yeah, I think it was Wisconsin. It's all the same oh, you know, to Jen. No, <laughs> no, I did not say that. It was an honest mistake. It's anyway, all the same to me. You move. Just oh, kidding. <laughs> uh, we love you, listeners. You move somewhere from nice. The flyover states. <laughs> I'm an asshole. Allie is actually no, the asshole. No, I've actually I've had great adventures in the middle. Have you? Yeah. Hmm. Tell me about it. Great adventures in the middle. The well, Alison Goldberg story. story. <laughs> Do you have a crazy story from the middle? <laughs> I'm lifting my eyebrows story. in a really weird way <laughs> at Ellie right now. Well, this isn't quite the middle, but I want to spend a lot more time in Utah. Oh, good story. I went to Utah recently and it was magical and I held an owl. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw that picture on Instagram. <laughs> I definitely. Follow Ellie on Instagram. I held an owl. Definitely grammed it. The yeah. owl's name was Pumpkin, but in my head it was Hedwig. You know what? Your um, anthrop... Anthrop How do you say that word? Anthropomorphizing is owl Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, That's not the pun thought. I used in my Instagram caption. <laughs> God you damn. Can, you can get back there. Re- right. I said something about holding an owl, and she's owl, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, but let's get wah, some. Wah, wah. So give okay, it, the interview. So away from if you fr- if free? you live in the middle of America, you remain optimistic and wonderful, and you give things away. I don't know, just a theory. And also, the number of times people were assholes right back and fucked him over, and he's still so nice, still fighting for it. Yeah. So, will you be my life coach, Kevin? Yeah. Or maybe not, because I won't make any money. <laughs> no, he seems to be doing just fine He's getting other living, gigs. Sure. But he just, it's, it's astounding how much he gives away. And then the people stole it from him and pretended it was theirs. And then YouTube had to make a separate thing for him. It was crazy. <laughs> I'm out. It was fine. Peace. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm really inspired by his mission for his music to reach as many people as possible. And that is what is most important to him. I wish it worked the same way in theater or the world that we're in where well you know, live theater is live by theaters. definition so yeah finite. you give that away for free nobody nobody still nobody comes <laughs> right <laughs> it's also about it, it, it's just the scale it's the scale and investment like one yeah. of the reasons we switched to podcasting exactly the scale of live theater is so mm-hmm. small mm-hmm. we should give this away for free guys well guys <laughs> wait, we oh, do. wait oh, oh. jesus <laughs> All that time I was sassing him and wait, give this away for free. But you know what? Why didn't we? I didn't even think about it. We didn't it. think about it. And so what he's doing the oh. same thing we're, we're doing, which wow. is give it away wow, for free wow, wow. in the hope of uh, generating enough audience that somewhere down the line, an advertiser, a licensor, or a but Patreon. But he's not even looking for adver- Well, okay. No, but I I'm saying like, like a car commercial could yeah, say, no, oh, else. we want to license that mm-hmm. music and that would be great. We'll pay you. And so that doesn't happen most of the time. But if it happens sometime... Not all of our episodes, most of our episodes are not sponsored. Mm-hmm. But In conclusion, patreon.com slash 2G1P, you can make a monthly contribution to help us out. Also, you should visit Kevin's Patreon because he's doing a lot of good stuff. Sure. I thought you were going to sneakily plug a sponsor for Kevin a second. Kevin McLeod. <laughs> His last name is spelled M-A-C-L-E-O-D, friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. D. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Not like a normal cloud. Yeah, not not like, like a, a cloud. Yeah, not, <laughs> not cloud. Yeah. Kevin tweeted us. What what other things do you make? You're a painter. You're a composer. What else do you think Kevin does? Let's just guess right now. What do we think he does? <laughs> I bet he is a knitter. Mm-hmm. I bet he helps school children cross the street. I bet mm-hmm. Kevin does that. And he definitely carries groceries for old ladies. Mm-hmm, Sometimes mm-hmm. he volunteers at a nursing home. Always says please and thank you. Always. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember that time I held a cab for an el- elderly woman near Union Square and you told me I was a good person? 
Because I, I do. <laughs> don't remember that. Yeah. But I believe you. It's on the east side. I just don't remember anything. I think about I it every day. I am Dorian finding Nemo. Look remember. at that. Look at that. It's like just a casual comment that meant nothing to you, Allie. And but, I really, but Jen thinks about it every day. But that's a thing. That's an important thing to remember to like compliment people or when say they nice make, things. When they do good things. Yeah. yeah. On that note, uh, compliment us. We you can tweet at us. <laughs> Please tweet us compliments. We will print them I and hang them on our walls. Tweet at me at Junebugger, J-O-O-N-B-U-G-G-E-R. I'm at Allie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D. You can email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com or you can call us and leave us a voicemail, which we might play on air. That phone number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6548. You can come chat with us in our Discord chat room. So you go to HTTP. Discord. Sounded like you sneezed. <laughs> That's, what it That's how they came up with what the letters should be. So go to discord.gg slash 2G1P. If you Google it, it won't appear. But if you go to that URL, you can uh, sign up. And then we're in that chat room chatting, chatting, chatting. And you can, we'll let you know who we're interviewing next. Whatever. I don't yeah. know what I said. Well, Jen's can, laughing at me. That's fine. You can ask you can, questions yeah, of our you guests. You can submit if questions. It's the only place to get it. You can make questions. <laughs> <laughs> I said submit questions. You can also make DIY your own You questions. can make them up in your head and send them to us and we'll say them. <laughs> out loud also you can contribute to our patreon once again patreon.com slash 2g1p i have two things Ugh. what do you know what http stands for how yeah it's a sneeze taco okay. <laughs> blab mm-hmm. it is yeah that's right that's it that's, that's it, it. That's great. and uh, scene we'll see you later kids how <laughs> <laughs> the taco <laughs> uh, bonus trivia hypertext transfer protocol okay. oh fuck you man we'll see you next week wait, wait, wait one more thing, thing. second thing all the music in today's episode is composed by Kevin McLeod. Oh, yes. Boom, strong, bitches. strong. But we don't gotta pay for it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt, that was that was serious. That was that was a good move. Mic drop, but the mics are connected to stands. Bye. Two D One P is hosted by Jennifer Camula and Allison Goldberg and dumped into the shareware version of Logic. I mean, edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Additional editing for this episode by Logan Yuri. Production assistance and businessy stuff is provided by the Hotglomerate.com. This show is a production of the Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. This episode is brought to you by Penguin Random House Audio, purveyor of fine audiobooks on all your favorite audio platforms. Stick a new sci-fi or fantasy book in your ears and smoke it wherever you get your audiobooks. Or visit penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash twogirlswonepodcast to rouse hundreds, nay, thousands of award-winning audiobooks. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe. The fucking 1999 Toyota Corolla.